Do you like getting angry? I'm not a big fan of it myself, contrary to whatever you may see on our streams. No, get back up, get back up, get back up. But every now and again, I'll give a rage-inducing game a chance. Yikes! Attack! Attack, my dude! Sifu is one of those games. From the premise alone, I was captivated by this story from the meta. A game where you get older every time you die in the game. I mean, come on, that's a pretty fascinating concept. However, a concept like that means that you have to die, like, a, a lot. And those of us not prone to those masochistic tendencies are not going to have a good time. That being said, I did spend a good chunk of time with Sifu and realized that the story it's telling is a pretty important one that should sound familiar to a Christian audience. Revenge? Probably not worth it. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith games and tragic backstories. I am your nerd pastor, Nate. If you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to be starting these videos out with our scripture. So our scripture for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. I'm going to be reading from the NRSV. That's my preferred translation. It's what's going to be on the screen. Feel free to use whatever you have with you instead. If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. So, first and foremost, what in the world is Sifu? Well, Sifu is a new action beat-em-up game from Slow Clap. In the game itself, you play as the martial artist, not as the titular Sifu, which is something that it took me a while to understand. The game is played from a third-person perspective and involves the player taking control of the martial artist and using a wide array of innate unlockable skills and weapons to chain together over 150 unique different attacks to take down the myriad of baddies throughout the game. But why are you doing all of this? Well, at the start of the game, we actually take control of the big bad Yang, also known as the leader, and storm a martial arts school, taking on and inevitably killing the Sifu. The Sifu killed at the beginning of the game is our main character's father, and it is this death that spawns the story of the the actual game we're playing. The story follows the martial artist taking revenge against the crew that was assembled to kill his or her father. Throughout a series of so many attempts, the martial artist will one by one invade each area where the crew members are, take down all of their henchmen, and single-handedly end the lives of each of the major underlings until finally reaching Yang and inevitably killing him completing the cycle of death. And that is where the story shifts just a little bit. So let's go ahead and put a big old spoiler warning. The rest of this video will spoil the true ending of this game because that isn't the real ending. If the martial artist gets complete revenge and kills everyone, they wind up being inevitably dissatisfied. We learn that Yang had his reasons for killing the master and whether or not they were justified in our eyes subjectively, Yang's journey sounds pretty familiar to our own journey of ransacking these hideouts and seeking justice. Once the martial artist recognizes the error of revenge-based justice, he or she falls to their knees and enters into a dreamlike sequence where our Sifu Daddy explains to us the concept of Wuda. 
which may sound awfully familiar to martial morality for any accustomed to the martial arts. The Sifu then presents the martial artist with the opportunity to try again, and this time to practice mercy on the big bads. Rather than killing them one by one, which, by the way, you also kill them with their weapons that they're attacking you with, which I think is a pretty neat element, but... That's a sermon for another time. Instead of seeking them out for revenge, now you just seek out revenge by besting them in battle and then sparing them with mercy, letting them survive. Thus begins our second playthrough of the game with mercy instead of revenge in mind. Each time we take down one of the bosses and spare them, it's implied that they are either able to let go of some kind of past trauma or maybe they're able to move on and use their talents for something useful. Except for when we spare Yang, of course. He, well, he doesn't really spare us, actually. Whenever we spare him, we end up dying from our own sustained wounds. Whoops. When we fight Yang for the final time, it's pretty well implied that we are destined to die, as Yang's health bar is completely missing from the final installment of the fight. We do end up winning the battle, but we die from the fight itself, and we can't actually be resurrected this time because Yang stole the magic talisman pendant that allows us to continue to press on in the game. The next thing we know, as the main character, we wake up in what we can assume to be the afterlife. We walk to the top of a mountain where we get to praise the sun and assumedly enter into a place of enlightenment after realizing the power of Wuda and mercy. Then, after the credits, the viewer sees someone's hand. We don't know whose it is, next to the resurrection talisman from the entire game. A child then pops in from the side and calls out to his Sifu, and the master whose hand we see gets up and walks that direction. Now, is this our martial artist? Did Yang maybe give him or her the talisman back and allow him to be rezzed? Or is this Yang, who has now officially turned over a new leaf and is choosing to replace in the world what he took by becoming the new Sifu? Well, I guess we'll never know until Sifu 2, Sifu Harder comes out in spring 2025. That's not a thing. So what's going on here? What are we talking about? What does this have to do with the Bible? Well, it might help to first understand what a Sifu is, and then take a look at our scripture for today. Sifu is a term that literally translates to skilled person, but it usually connotes a teacher. Think of the Japanese comparative of sensei, only this is Cantonese. What is ultimately implied here is that this is someone who has entered into a place of instruction after a lifetime of experience. It's a term that connotes a journey. Okay, with that in mind, what is our scripture? Well, this passage is a bit of instruction from the Sifu of the Christian tradition, Jesus, in the Gospel of Matthew. This also happens to contain one of the most frequently misquoted verses in the Bible, fun. If you're in the church world, or maybe even if you are outside of the church world, you've likely at least heard the idea that wherever two or three are gathered, I am there, also being referred to Jesus being with us whenever we gather. My Christian rock band in middle school and high school was literally named after this verse. Fact, father and children together. We were pretty cute. Anyways, to be clear, we believe that Christ is with us always and in all time, not just whenever we're in a group. This verse is actually talking about something pretty different from how it's usually used. See, this whole chunk of text is about one thing, a disagreement, a brutal and bitter one, one worthy of being called a sin, not just a petty qualm, but one that is so violent that others need to be involved in it. The first step when someone sins against you, says Jesus, is to confront one-on-one. -on -one. And if that doesn't work, well then take one or two others along. If that doesn't work, then take the matter to the church. If even that doesn't work, Jesus essentially calls us to ostracize that obtuse person as we would a pagan or someone during that time that wasn't very popular. By this process of binding someone to their deeds or loosing them from their deeds in the face of repentance, that same action is honored in a heavenly system as well. And then, Jesus says, whenever we come to an agreement as a church over these things, then it will be done. So long as it's done in the name of Jesus, then it is surely done with Jesus at our side. Now, I hear you. I'm even more confused than ever about what in the world this has to do with Sifu. I promise it relates. Just hold on a bit longer. 
See, Jesus is a teacher, and that means that the words that he is speaking and has spoken are words that we're to shape our life by. They're instructions. Jesus and later the apostles call us as followers of Jesus to be perfect as Jesus is perfect. That means that our ultimate goal is to follow the footsteps of the teacher Jesus by living out the teachings in a way that leads us to perfection. We are to become the teacher by following the teacher's teachings. Let's replace the word teacher with Sifu. The goal of the true ending in Sifu is for the martial artists to follow the teachings of the Sifu so closely that they reach a place of enlightenment, perfection, in which they become the Sifu. That's why I personally prefer the ending that the martial artist is the one at the end with the talisman, but Yang having the talisman in the end is also a pretty satisfying ending. Do you see the downright parallel here? To walk the path of Jesus is the same as the martial artist walking the path of the Sifu. And what is the teaching that I've drawn out of this scripture? Well, it's the teaching about revenge. When someone has sinned against us, the natural desire is to want to hurt them back, to seek out revenge. But that doesn't work. Instead, Jesus says we are to confront honestly, humbly, and offer up mercy. And if they don't accept that mercy, we take two others and we offer them mercy again. And if they still don't accept that mercy, we take it to the church and we offer that mercy again. And then we treat them as if they are pagans and tax collectors and Gentiles. Now, maybe this is Jesus's way of saying how you treat pagans and tax collectors, you ostracize them. But for what it's worth, we could also read this in a different way. Jesus ate meals with the pagans and the Gentiles and the tax collectors. Jesus came to welcome the Gentiles into the faith. So my money is betting that what Jesus is saying here is even if the sinner defies the entire church, you still offer him mercy again and again. And again, 70 times seven, mercy, 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 over and over. This is the path of perfection and enlightenment. When we offer mercy, Jesus is right there with us. Jesus offered mercy up until the point that it killed him. <coughs> the martial artist dies, and then Jesus is resurrected. <coughs> the martial artist might have been resurrected. Yeah, this is just a Jesus story but it's so much more than just a Jesus story. What does this actually mean for us today? Well, this game itself challenges us, Christian or not, to walk the same path that the enlightened and the perfect do. To enter into a place where we might become the Sifu or the teacher, the one capable of instructing others on how to best walk the path of mercy. That's the goal. We may not all have a magic talisman that allows us to res ourselves until we're ancient, but in the end, neither does the martial artist. He or she still chooses to make the merciful decision with or without the magic. The magic isn't the ticket. It's the path of the Sifu. It's the Wuda. It's the path we're walking in the end. And in the church, we believe that this path of enlightenment and mercy is the path of Jesus Christ. Maybe you aren't Christian and maybe you never will be, but we invite you nevertheless to join our journey at Checkpoint Church as we pursue what that path of mercy might look like in the world of video games, roguelikes, and epic stories. So whether you're a Sifu, a student, or just mashing buttons until you win the fight, you are always welcome here at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching this video. I so appreciate you taking time out of your day to join us with these weekly deep dives. If you want more of what Checkpoint Church is doing every single week, we are streaming on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays over on Twitch. We also have a Discord that is active every single day of the week with questions of the day and fun stuff and card games and all sorts of stuff. I, I would totally encourage you to check that out and join right now because it is more fun than it has ever been. Hey, quick question for you. What is your favorite roguelike? As for me, I personally loved Death's Door. I think that might have been the first roguelike that I played from like beginning to end and just loved every 
single minute of it. I think it, it's just, it's it was a masterpiece. Mwah! Folks, with that, we're going to end this video as we always do with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you, regardless of whether or not you believe in God, go to church. None of that stuff changes these three things. Number one, we believe that God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on Twitch and Discord and YouTube. And number three, we believe that you, yes, you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you're in it. Friends, with that, until the next time that I see you, I hope that you are well. Until then, bye-bye! <laughs> ah! Yes! Did I do it? No. No, I just made it to the second part of the fight. Oh, man. Oh, he's serious now. Oh, he's just been playing games. The machete! Oh, snap. Ooh. <laughs> Seafood man. Seafood not happy. <laughs> <laughs>